Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, timeless wisdom to enrich every day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, August 19. When giving a gift, think not only whether it is something your friend would enjoy receiving, think also whether you would enjoy giving it to him. Gifts should carry vibrations of love and happiness. To give someone a painting that he likes, but that you yourself abominate, would deprive the giving of its essential ingredient, joy. You know, every aspect of life can be spiritualized. That's what's so fascinating in so many ways about this book. If the, the, the nature of spiritual life, as, uh, as Swamiji is living it and trying to get us to live it, is that we are always in the presence of God. We are always capable of being um, a higher expression of our own potential. And there's no action in our lives that is insignificant. There's a really wonderful um, death and return story. People call them near-death experiences. But in many cases, people really have died. They just don't stay dead, is the way of of putting it. Um, But the book is by a man named Dr. Ritchie. His first name escapes me at the moment. They've changed the title of the book, but it used to be called Return from Tomorrow. If you haven't read it, it is really one of the most beautiful and fascinating stories about that experience. And Dr. Ritchie himself um, also tells the story in various places. And just the summary of it, he was he died of, um, let's see, what would have been World War II. I was going to say of the Spanish flu, but it was World War II. He was a, a young soldier in World War II. He was actually on his way to becoming a doctor when he was taken into the army. They were going to send him through an accelerated medical course, medical school course. He was extremely eager to do it, but then he got sick. There was some huge flu going through. And uh, so he was in this huge hospital, uh, uh, army hospital, on one of the cots there. And he became so sick that he died. He died meaning he left his body. And then went off and had this tremendous adventure. And uh, he... uh, He hadn't been a very nice person. He was about 21 or 22. There had been a complicated situation where his mother had died and his stepmother came in and tried to take care of him and apparently his stepmother was a lovely woman. But his his biological mother's parents, who were his grandparents, continually poisoned his mind against his stepmother out of jealousy and grief. So he treated her very badly through his whole life, and he just wasn't very nice to anyone. And when he died, he met Jesus, and Jesus wasn't taking any excuses. Um, Dr. Ritchie had lots of excuses why he was just young, and he didn't really know any better, but Jesus wasn't taking any excuses. Jesus asked him one question, how much have you loved? And Dr. Ritchie, he was looking at a 360-degree panorama of his life, and he could see 
that the answer was not very much. He just hadn't loved very much anywhere. And when he came back into his body and went on with his life and came, became a doctor, and he might have even become a psychiatrist, I'm not certain. From that experience, he knew one thing. There was never one moment in his life when he wasn't responsible for loving. And he, just his whole priority changed. There wasn't one encounter, there wasn't one relationship in which it wasn't a, a God-given opportunity to love and that his sole responsibility, no matter what the context, whether he was a medical doctor or a psychiatrist, a parent, a person shopping in the grocery store, every encounter mattered because it was an opportunity to be an instrument of God and to love people as God loves us. And of course, you might expect he became a wonderful person. So what Swamiji is is putting together in these series of suggestions for every day of the year of what we should do, he's just randomly, well, or, or, or not randomly, but seemingly just pulling from every possible way, from the way we use our voices to the inner attitudes we have toward ourselves, to what kind of gifts we give to our friends so that everything we do can be elevated. Um, Lahiri Mahashaya, actually he was quoting another great sage when he said it, all time is wasted that is not spent seeking God. And we think of seeking God as sitting in meditation or doing aratis or doing pujas or maybe studying the scriptures or something like that. But seeking God is in this moment, who am I? What am I serving? What is real? What am I being a channel for? How am I making decisions? What is of value to me? So you really can't find a moment in your life when you are not part of God's creation and when you are not having the opportunity to choose your state of consciousness. So Swamiji is just trying to tune us in. Okay, I want to give a present to someone. What is the nature of gift giving? You know, it could be considered, I have money and I'll use my money to give you something that you want. But where does my consciousness fit into that? How can I contribute? How can I elevate this? And Swamiji also, he, he himself has used gift giving in a very interesting way to also transcend another aspect of things. He said, one way to, to gain detachment over, over things that you love, he said sometimes, is to buy something that you love, but to buy it for someone else. And Swamiji talked about when he was in India in, um, you know, in 1958-59. Was it India? It might have been. I was just trying to think. It doesn't matter, but I believe it was India. could have been Israel. That's why I'm slightly uncertain for a moment. But he saw a beautiful statue, I believe, of Divine Mother in the form perhaps of, the, of Mary, which makes me think it might have been Jerusalem. And, and Swami loves beautiful things. He has a had a tremendous sense of artistic um, elegance. And uh, the statue was just lovely. And it was a little bit expensive for his very small budget. But he wanted to take it home. So he bought it and he took it home and he gave it to Diamata, who was the president of SRF at that time. And he said it was, he had the satisfaction of owning it. 
In other words, the satisfaction of bringing it into his life rather than having it just be a memory at the shop. He had the satisfaction of bringing it into his life, but he had the freedom of not possessing it. So then he gave it to her, and he said in many ways he enjoyed it more because it was in her living quarters, it was displayed. So he only saw it, he saw it often, but only occasionally. So every time he went in to see it, he noticed it. He said, whereas if it had been in his own home, he probably would have grown used to it and not appreciated it in the same way. And also, of course, the present itself sparkled with his enthusiasm for it and and his awareness that she would also appreciate it. You see, it's not like, I just give it to you because I like it. There was a woman a friend I knew, and she would just give you the presents that she liked. And her taste was very odd. And she was even deliberate in it. You know, she deliberately would give presents that she liked without regard to the one she was giving it to, which was not what Swami is talking about here. But I, I've been in circumstances where I'm giving a gift or someone, I mean, what would you like for your birthday? But what's suggested to me is not something I want to support. So I can't, you know, maybe it's a CD of music that I can't stand or or some uh, accoutrement for a hobby I don't approve of. <laughs> and I just, I don't want to support it. Give me something that I can also put my whole heart into. And this is also sort of what we understand, that it's not necessary for our, our own values to be unimportant. We're just impersonal about it. I have my own vibrations. I have my own um, values and trajectory in life. And if we're friends or if I'm trying to serve you, let's find a way that we can match them. So Swami's also, just in a small way, implying to us that being an instrument for God is not to do violence to our own nature. We were talking of the, the aphorism, the advice for the day before this one, is about humility. Humility is not self-deprecation. Humility is not saying that I'm unimportant, what do I matter? Because when we think about what do I matter, I'm unimportant, I'm nothing, there's an awful lot of the pronoun I in all of that. And the effort to suppress oneself often takes more energy than it does just to ex- express yourself. And real transcendence is not suppression. Real transcendence is to become impersonal about ourselves. And impersonal also means just to be realistic. You know, I'm not going to buy that for you because I think it's ugly. <laughs> and I just wouldn't enjoy supporting you in your enthusiasm for the ugliness of that. What can we agree on? And also, Swami is talking about that the, the energy with which we do things really has um, a quality to it. I once um, was responsible for giving a group gift to Swamiji from a, a whole group of us. And I, I don't know what I was thinking, but the way I presented it to him and the things that I said implied that Swami had served us for the sake of what we were going to give him. Now, I mean, I'm, I'm mortified to the present moment by having just been so tactless as to say that. And I didn't quite understand it. He, it was actually about a year or two later before Swami clarified it to me. But I offered him the present. He wouldn't even take it with his own hands. He had me give it to someone else. 
You know, he did it gracefully so as not to embarrass me in front of everyone, but he immediately just passed it on to someone else because I had implied selfishness on his part and he just wasn't going to take it in that spirit. It was awful, actually, and I knew that I'd done something really wrong, but I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. Sometime later, when I was detached enough from it to hear it, Swami told me, And of course, I heard my own words. I hadn't heard them when I said them. But he said, I I just wasn't going to identify with that. Wow. You know, he wouldn't take it. It was the spirit, the energy of giving was not pure. And so he didn't want to be part of it. He didn't want to endorse it. He didn't want to take it unto himself. He didn't want to support me in uh, what I had done, even though it took me a while. But I learned, boy, did I learn from that. I've never forgotten it. So we also have to realize that we can't fool people. We think that if we look good, we're good, but we're not. People are, even whether, they, they, whether they're conscious enough to receive it and perceive it, if the energy of what you're doing is corrupted, then the, the whole project is corrupted. Even in the running of Ananda, Swami would say, I, I don't care about the details except sometimes, but... The details, there's a wide variation in the details. If the energy is right, everything will come out right. If the energy is selfless, if the energy is attuned to God, if the energy is sincere and authentic, everything will come out right. If the energy is is twisted in some way, it won't. And if we're giving somebody something that we don't even like, and we, you know, there's there's a judgment then implied even in the fact that you would want this, you know that the flow of love and affection is is crimped by that. So even just picking out a gift, you know, we there's there's a, a an elevated superconscious way to do it. And why waste time? Why not do everything in our life in such a way that it'll bring us closer to God? For all time is wasted that is not spent seeking God. When giving a gift. Think not only whether it is something your friend would enjoy receiving, think also whether you would enjoy giving it to him. Gifts should carry vibrations of love and happiness. To give someone a painting that he likes, but that you yourself abominate, would deprive the giving of its essential ingredient, joy. God bless you, my friends. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners, so if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation, or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.